By now, you might have listened to plenty of podcasts as a podcast consumer, and you probably hear them, gosh, even if you're watching TV shows in the evenings or Netflix or whatever, you'll continue to run into uh, podcasting that comes up in these shows and in things that deal with uh, everyday culture, and you're familiar with them, but what does it actually take to make a podcast, and, and what makes a podcast a podcast? We're going to talk all about that in this episode. So the real question is this, how can we as local and small business owners finally take control of our marketing by leveling the playing field for us little guys without having to have huge budgets and spend a fortune on big tech just to make our businesses thrive? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcasting for Small and Local Business. Hi there. Welcome to Podcasting for Small and Local Business. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm so glad you joined me today. We're going to talk about what makes a podcast a podcast. And you probably know by now that on any smartphone, you can listen to podcasts as a consumer. But what does it take to actually put one out? And is a podcast the same thing as YouTube channel? And is that the same thing as just making videos for your website? So all of those things are viable ways of creating content and creating content that people can find. But because a podcast is a specific channel and it has specific requirements, you need to know what you're getting into and you need to kind of know approximately what costs you would have associated with creating a podcast. So one of the things that makes a podcast fit the technical definition of a podcast is that it has an RSS feed associated with it. You might be familiar with an, a feed from like a blog or something like that. Like if you subscribe to the feed of a blog and you have a what's called a feed reader, you would be able to go into that website that's the blogging website and you would be able to subscribe to their feed. And then every single time they put out new content, your feed reader program, whatever program you're using, uh, would pick up that new piece of content and put it right in front of you in a format that you can read. So an RSS feed is this critical, like it's sort of like the litmus test of whether you really have a podcast or not. Many people confuse like having a YouTube channel or having even like making videos that you put on your website. Maybe you make how-to videos and things like that on your website and you are putting them out there, but they're just only going to your website. And with an RSS feed, you actually have a what's called a podcast hosting company that will host and create your RSS feed. And they will host your, what's, let's, let's call them chunkier audio files for you in such a way so that you're not putting them on your website. You, if you put audio files, if you just upload audio files to your website, your web host will be uh, calling you up very quickly and your podcast will or your, your audio files will slow down the response time of your website in such a way that you will virtually render it incapacitated <laughs> until you get all of that stuff off of your website. So um, if you have a YouTube channel, a YouTube is not an RSS feed. Within YouTube, you can subscribe and you can get notifications, but it's not technically an RSS feed. So are there podcasters who also put their content on YouTube? Sure. But if you only put content on YouTube, that is not a podcast. Now, could YouTube content 
be repurposed into a podcast? Absolutely. We do it all the time. But having a podcast means you have an RSS feed that is then distributed across all platforms that will distribute RSS feeds. What are some of those platforms? Places like Apple Podcasts, places like Google Podcasts, apps on your phone like Overcast, Castos, Himalaya. You might even have something like Pocket Casts or Radio Public. All of these are platforms that you can essentially submit your RSS feed to. And every single time you put out a new podcast, all those distribution points will update with that new information. And this RSS feed that we're talking about, like it's not a URL that you would give out. And so we don't really have people go to our RSS feed to listen to a show. We have to distribute it through RSS distribution platforms like Apple Podcasts and the like. So when you're looking at setting up a podcast, one of the first things you're going to have to do is get a podcast hosting company. Most podcast hosting companies and the ones I recommend will give you statistics about how many people are listening to your shows. They'll give you some analytics about where people are listening from. Many times they'll give you general demographics of that you can find of, you know, your podcast listeners. The podcast hosting, very much like if you have a website, you can have a URL that you go get through Namecheap or some GoDaddy or something like that. But in order to actually house a website on that URL, you actually have to have a website hosting company. It's the same type of thing with a podcast. So you have a podcast hosting company, and I actually have certain ones that I recommend for very specific reasons and that I'm an affiliate for and I partner with to send them their ideal customers based on what the needs of the podcast are. So I'll list a few of those in the show notes for this episode. And you can always see those and look at them in your podcast player and then also click the link to the website and you'll be able to go right there and get links. Um, Some of them have free offers like maybe you get the first month free of service or you get like a 14-day free trial or, or that sort of thing. And uh, it will give you an advantage over just going to sign up on their their website. But generally, you can plan on spending about $20 a month. If you're doing podcasting right, $20 a month, most of the time on any podcast hosting company, will get you the ability to produce at least a weekly podcast if it's being done the right way. I say that because uh, a lot of them base their charges on the amount of storage that you need. So if your files are properly exported and you're not using, you know, you're not having files that are like, you know, four gigabytes large just to put out a podcast, you will be fine with spending about $20 a month on a podcast host. Now, that podcast host will create your RSS feed, and this RSS feed is going to be compliant with things like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. It's going to meet all of these traditional distribution points, requirements, and specs, so to speak. Sometimes people want to get creative and try to do things in a very cheap way, and they want to try to host an RSS feed on their website. Don't recommend this, um, mainly because I've seen way too many websites get hacked or have a problem with the website. And before you know it, because there's a problem with the website, Now there's also a problem with your RSS feed. And once you have a problem with your RSS feed, you're not going to be able to keep your show on Apple or Google Podcasts or any other place that distributes your podcast. 
So a podcast hosting company is an expense of about $20 a month. You will also need a little bit of hardware and equipment to start a podcast. But again, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars and become an audiophile just to have a podcast. I uh, mentioned on another podcast recently that I uh, have been in Hawaii since April um, at my sister's house helping her while I managed uh, sort of farm sitting for her while she goes through a battle with cancer. And I have a travel microphone that cost me $69. It's the one I'm talking into right now. And it is perfectly fine for the average podcaster. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars. If you have multiple people speaking into your uh, talking, like you have two co-hosts or you have multiple people from your company talking in the podcast at the same time, you would want an individual microphone for all of them. But again, when you're talking about like something that's under $100, again, it's not a huge expense. There are some associated costs with um, doing everything after the recording, post-production. Production for a podcast episode can, you know, depending on the length of the episode and what all needs to be done. But uh, many times you want to have it professionally edited because this is sort of your representation to the world of what your company is. You don't want to be perceived as unprofessional. You don't want to have terrible audio quality uh, because that's not going to get people to listen to your show. And so um, you definitely uh, need to invest in some good microphones that are completely adequate but not overpriced. And then you also might need to hire someone to edit your show and write show notes that are kind of like a blog post that would go on your website. Those are the kind of services that my company offers. And uh, for a very economical amount per episode, you can have all of this stuff professionally done without you having to hire it in-house or without you having to take a high-value employee and dedicate their time to doing something like this. Plus, there's a learning curve and you just don't know what you don't know whenever you start a podcast. So um, I would say my average clients are probably spending anywhere um, maybe about $1,000 a month for podcast production and many of them because of that podcast production are getting just literally thousands and thousands of people listening to their podcast every single month and they're building a platform that is something that they can now market to and so that's what you're what you're wanting to do through a podcast so if you have a podcast you can distribute that podcast to youtube and if you have already has started a youtube channel that YouTube content can be repurposed into a podcast feed and into a podcast. And so if you have all the elements set up for a podcast, then those that content can be moved from one channel to another and it can be distributed in multiple places at one time. And that's really the idea is you want to be you want to be where all your ideal customers are going to be. And a certain amount of them are going to be on YouTube. A certain amount of them are going to be listening to audio podcasts. And you also don't want people to have to go to your website every time they just want to listen to a podcast. Sure, you want to put your podcast on your website. And Google loves that for search engine optimization. If you are publishing regularly to your website, your SEO automatically gets a boost because Google sees that you're putting out content. And then whenever you have SEO optimized content along with audio going up on your podcast, on your website for your podcast, Google loves that even more. And so it's a way to help your page rank in Google by simply putting out relevant content that people are searching for. So everyone that makes videos and puts them just on their website doesn't 
have a podcast. And just because you make videos and put them out somewhere, just because you do Facebook Lives, that's not the same thing as a podcast. A podcast is something that you put out as a public feed into like an Apple podcast directory or Google podcast directory where really anyone searching through that category on that platform or anyone searching with keywords would be able to find your show in response to their search query. And so I want you to understand that having a podcast, you know, used to mean that it was always public and it could only be distributed through certain platforms. But now there are even ways that you can create what we call a private podcast. So there are apps that will let you create a private podcast and only people that have a special link or access to those podcasts could listen to them. So, so for example, let's just say you have some sort of a, uh, let's, let me just give you an example. Let's just say you are a heating and air conditioning company. So let's just say you create some sort of a maintenance program, a monthly maintenance program where you have a technician that all they do is monthly maintenance calls. Clearly, I don't know all the right technical terms, but you see what I'm saying? Like you have a a maintenance program where people pay and every single month they get a service call just as preventive maintenance. Maybe you're having to oil uh, a fan or do some cleaning out of, you know, some duct work or whatever. And let's just say that you have some sort of a membership program. And with that membership program, you want to give those people something special. You want to give them extra tips. Maybe you want to give them extra inside information about how they can have more energy efficient heating and cooling in their house. You could create a podcast feed that is only available to those in your membership program, in your maintenance, would have a maintenance contract for. And you could provide content that is specifically targeted to them. It would be the same thing, like if I had Maybe you have a Greek restaurant and you have customers that come in and are maybe they're part of a uh, dining club or something like that that you've created and you want to give them something extra for their membership. You can create a private podcast that would only be distributed through a special way for your members to get there. And that's through a link or a button on your website or a button on a membership page. It's, you know, it's, it's very easy to create these things, but it wouldn't be for every other podcast uh, or every other podcast distribution platform. You might not have a private podcast that's available on Apple Podcasts. You might reserve that only for your VIP customers. And maybe in that you put special content. Maybe you put special offers. You put special uh, things that you're doing. Maybe you can, you have special events or special um you know, days that they can take advantage of doing business with your company. Uh, All of those things can be customized. So you can have a public RSS feed that's created at a podcast host that would then go out and you distribute to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. But you can also have a private RSS feed that would only be available to whoever you qualify, whether it's a membership program, whether it's your VIP, whether it's, you know, some elite status of whatever that you're working with with your business. Um, if you are, maybe you're a therapist or you're a family counselor or something like that, and you can make content specifically for your active clients and not put it out to the rest of the world, but only make it available to those people. 
So once you have that RSS feed in place, you can determine all of them are set up through a podcast hosting company, and you can determine how you want to distribute it. If you want it to be public and available to everyone, maybe if you have a big enough business and maybe you've got multiple locations and you've got hundreds of employees, I've seen a lot of companies are going now where maybe they're um, the owner or the marketing manager or the HR director or something is create they're creating a private internal a podcast for the in- internal company only. And so you can only access that if you have the link to it through the company and nobody else is listening. So you can share maybe some data or concepts or uh, changes on that that you would not share with the general public because you know it's limited distribution only to your employees. And maybe you only have it in sort of a intranet type situation. So there's a lot of ways and a lot of ways this RSS technology can be used to get you in front of who you need to get into, uh, into their ear without having to go to a lot of time and expense. Because honestly, picking up a little bit of equipment, getting a, a podcast hosting company, and then identifying employees or people who are going to create the content and what type of content you're going to create, like that's really all it takes to begin putting out a podcast. So it's not a big barrier to entry. Very different than if you have to start a YouTube channel where now you're filming and maybe you need a green screen and maybe you need a good background and maybe you need all this, you know, other infrastructure built to support a YouTube channel. With a podcast, it's very, very minimal cost, but the far reaching effects can be you can reach anyone across the world with your products or services. And if you have a part of your business, especially after pivoting out of COVID, maybe you want to add more of your revenue from the online channels. In the Florida Keys, I live uh, there full-time normally, and so many local businesses were hit very hard through COVID because they actually closed the road down and put up roadblocks at at the, the top of the Florida Keys coming off of mainland Florida. And the only way you could get past the roadblocks is if you were a property owner and you had a local address there that you were a property owner for. Anyone else that was visiting, you couldn't get in just to come visit the Florida Keys. So many local businesses were cut off or they had their local business disrupted because now there's no tourists coming. It, it also is applicable when we have a hurricane. When we had Irma come through in 2017, we, it took a long time before tourists could come back. And I'll never forget back in back in 2017, I was podcasting and doing all that. But I would go down to the world famous Mallory Square Sunset Celebration and I would be a vendor down there every night and um, making some extra money there and doing what I could do to get in, get my feet wet business wise and get into the local community. And I'll never forget one night I was set set up next to a lady who became a very dear friend. And she said to me, oh, yeah, Christy, you've, you've never been here for a hurricane yet, have you? And I was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, you know, do you normally evacuate? And she's like, well, it depends on what category it is. And she said, but you just need to know that, you know, many times if a hurricane comes through here and there's a lot of damage, like it can take months before tourists return. Like if hotels are damaged or our roads or infrastructure or airports are damaged from a hurricane, it can literally take months before a tourist comes in. So if those people sitting at Mallory Square every night are depending on tourists being able to come to them and they have an event like COVID or a hurricane come up, they really need a good portion of their income coming in from online 
that are not affected by local forces, right? That they can rely and add predictable revenue streams from the online sales that they can get. And you might need to be in that situation too, where you're just trying to move more of your business to online. Many of you might be um, practitioners where you, and I have this, I have doctors, lawyers, clinicians, and, and of all sort that really don't want to do client work all day, every day anymore. And you would, you want to create a program or a product or a course or a membership or something so that you can spend your time instead of sort of working one to one, that you can now work one to many and not have quite so much of your time taken up at, with the work every single day. And that's a podcast is a great way to begin putting that out there and begin building your platform and building your following so that you can sell more of your product services courses whatever you know e-commerce whatever you have that you want to be able to put your products out to the world so that if people can't get to your physical location you still have income coming in so that if you have to evacuate for a hurricane you can still run your business and we were evacuated from hurricane irma for six weeks And I still had to run my business, but I could not come back into the Florida Keys because my business is completely Internet related. So because we didn't have Internet and electricity there for nearly five weeks after the hurricane, I could not go back until those services were restored. So it just makes sense to diversify your risk. And if you're always dependent on your local, uh, you know, local area for your business, it it literally one change of local ordinances, one change with um, state legislation can change your business drastically. And one way to insulate yourself from that is to have more of your business and more of your revenue dollars coming at least partially online versus right there um, in your local area. And so you really just want to think about the protection that a podcast can offer you from sort of financial ruin whenever you can begin to establish an international audience and you can begin to establish more of your revenue online. So I hope that explains a little better what a podcast is and what a podcast is not. I don't mean to dumb it down for you, but I just, and I also don't want to be too technical for you. So I hope you understand the difference. And in these show notes, I'm going to put some links to uh, reputable podcast hosting companies that we use for our podcast. And um, I would recommend them um, all day, every day. And if you're looking for a podcast host, you can go there and get any of our special offers. So the links will be in the show notes. And you can simply go to teampodcast.com. And right there, um, you'll see uh, a navigation bar where you can get to the podcast and all the episodes in the show notes as well. You can look in your podcast player. And uh, there are show notes there with links to these podcast hosting companies can also give you some links to some really economical equipment that can be like USB microphones that can connect to any computer. And as long as you have an internet connection and the podcast host and a little bit of equipment, you can create a podcast. So, and if you need help doing that, I've got tons of ways that I can help you with that as well. So teampodcast.com shows you everything we can do for you. And uh, if I can help you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for joining me today on Podcasting for Small and Local Business. If you need help starting a podcast for your local business so you can take control of your own marketing, just visit us at teampodcast.com. That's T-E-A-M podcast.com. Thank you.